Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a great day today. Uh, we've had back-to-back updates in the market. Hey, reason to celebrate right there, right? Bull market's back. Bull market's back, baby. We're back. Except we got a few things to talk about today because we're not. We are in a bear market. And unfortunately, it's got a ways to go, in our opinion. You know what? No one's got a. No one knows for certain what's going to happen. That's why we pay attention to the daily stuff. But look, none of that really matters. Labels don't matter. Never have. Labels never make anybody money. What matters is being positioned the correct way, and that starts with getting the market direction right. That's why we spend so much time on that. If you're on the right side of the market, it makes up for a lot of wrongs. If you're on the wrong side of the market, you're on the wrong stocks. You're heavy in the market. When the market's going down big, 10, 20, 30%, that's when you really get beat up. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Also going to talk about uh, the Nazi Jim Cramer and the latest from him, which is always fun to cover. 65, he's lost, uh, according to reports, in 2022, this year, he's down 65% in what his flagship portfolio is, foundation, whatever it is. I don't, I don't have confirmation of that, but I've seen two reports of this. From pretty reliable sources, 65% in 2020. How is that possible? I don't even think Kathy Woods has done that bad. Uh, but he's had, you know, he's he recommending Netflix at 700. You know, it got destroyed. I think he's had a lot of those. I think he called the bottom way too soon. Anyway, also Paul Tudor Jones, who we do respect, think a great deal of. Paul Tudor Jones is a real legend in the business. He's got some comments today. We'll get into those. First of all, the markets. Dow Jones today, finishing up 67 points. Kind of a quiet day today. As Tyler said, kind of a blah day, really. Uh, you know, in advance of the Fed meeting started today, we got tomorrow the Fed rate hike, which everyone's expecting will be half a point. And of course, the fun of it is the rock star, Jay Powell, coming out and doing his presser, man. He's just, he is just lights up the world, doesn't he? Uh, the market goes down pretty much every time that he does a presser. I think the, it's 90%. Of, he's the worst Fed chair when it comes to market performance. Not a close second. The markets fall 90% of the time when he does a presser, and they fall sharply. Like, they fall a lot. And so that's on the back of people's minds tomorrow, of course, when they hike rates. Of course, that decision comes tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern with the presser 30 minutes after, 2.30 Eastern. We'll, of course, be covering that here on the cast tomorrow. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow that'll be Tyler's, Tyler's coverage of that tomorrow. By the way, as you know, if you've been listening here, <laughs> poor Tyler, he always gets the podcast when the market's down big. What does that tell you about what's probably going to happen tomorrow? Because this market is, it just, it wants to go lower. There's a magnet in the market and it's taking us to a bear market in the Dow Jones and the S&P 500. That's what our view is. Uh, anyway, Dow Jones up 67 today, quiet day. S&P 500 up 20, S&P 500 up a half point today. It's good. Russ 2000 led the way today, up eight tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up two tenths of 1%. High across the board, we'll take that. VIX today down 3% to 29 we think the VIX is going to 50. Timing is always the question there. But I think on this move, the VIX is, uh, we, we've talked about it before. You look at the chart. I mean, it, it, there's, a, there's a clear ascending channel in the VIX. And it points to 50. It's almost a perfect ascending channel of higher highs and higher lows. And it points to 50 plus, actually points to about 54. Again, we're 29 right now. Uh, and I think that's probably going to happen as well. Uh, 10-year. Backing off from 3% down to 2.96% on the 10-year yield. And, uh, you know, the question really is going to be on everybody's mind is, is the Fed serious about fighting inflation? Some people think they can do that by hiking rates. We'll see. Um, I don't think you get there by hiking rates a quarter and a half point at a time. As I've said before, I'll say it again. I said it last Fed meeting. Stop dicking around. Do a full percent. 
rate hike rates by full one percent tomorrow. Do two two percent. The markets would scream. I'm telling you, the market would scream higher. Now it might have an initial reaction of shock, you know, but it would wind up screaming higher because the, the market would all of a sudden say, you know what? Everybody say, hey, they're done. That's it. They're done. They just hiked two percent. They've got us back to now we're at two and a half percent on the Fed funds rate. They are serious. Wow. Inflation's going to be killed. The market's going to scream higher. That would happen. If I was if I was Jay Powell, I would chart my own independence tomorrow. I would make people remember me after tomorrow. His name would never be forgotten. You talk about Paul Woker and you talk about Jay Powell in the same breath. If you were to hike rates a full 2% tomorrow, which that's what I would do. No one's asking my opinion, of course, uh, but um, that's what I would do. And he should do that. Uh, the markets, it would, it would be great for everything. Uh, of course, he won't do it. He, he won't do it because he, too many people are paying him not to do that. Uh, but um, what else today? Um, so I want to talk, first of all, about the three reasons that we say caution is the, uh, is the, is, is the word of the day. And, and it continues to be bear market. I say, it's a, I say the market's got a magnet in it to, to 20% losses, okay? Uh, because the leading the leading sectors right that lead the market up and down are tech and semis they've already done that right nasdaq the q's semis all down 20 percent plus in bear markets Russ 2000 small caps down more than 20 percent in a bear market they lead that means you've got to have well have to we're likely going to have capitulation and that means we've got about another 10 percent to go you know we're give or take 10 12 percent from the highs in the dow jones and SP 500. So we already had a correction. Uh, now we need a bear market to uh, to give us that 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 completion. You know, if you will, to really flush the system out, get all the weak hands out of the market, and then transfer it to us, the smart money who are waiting to buy with the cash we've raised and the way we've been positioned intelligently, smart money wise. I'll talk about that in a second as well because you know what I'm going to say already. Probably energy. Energy stocks, precious metals, and miners, and obviously some other of our, our favorite stocks here, like Trump Media, which is just going to be. <laughs> I know, I know, there are people that uh, that question me on this one. Uh, I just have to say, the same people that question me on, on on Trump Media, they're the same people that question me about Tesla. The same people that said Tesla, they put a Q on the end, right, for bankruptcy. They gave me so much shit over the years about owning Tesla, and. Uh, you know, I had I actually had somebody talk me talk me into selling some of my position about four years ago, and uh, he 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 knows who he is. I'll never mention his name. Look, it's my money. I didn't have to listen to him, but he made a convincing case, and I respected him. And uh, it was after the four twenty thing. It must did you know the takeover? So I did. I sold some. But anyway, uh, Trump Media is so similar, so similar to Tesla. Now, obviously, their, their businesses are completely different. But if you understand cult stocks, right, all your best stocks over the last 20 years, 30 years, what have, what have they all had in common? Every single one has become a cult stock. Steve Jobs, Apple, right? Tim Cook, Apple. These are cult stocks. Look at Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett didn't buy Apple for 20 years. And then he finally became a cult uh, after uh, talking crap about it and finally became a cult member. He'll probably do the same thing about Bitcoin, by the way, before, before, he, uh, before as long as he's still here uh, with this. Um, um, just coming across the wire now, no surprise here. Elon Musk is planning to take Twitter public again later. 
Surprise, surprise. Folks, there's so much, there you go. There's so much value in Twitter that people that really understand what's happening in social media, Twitter is the public square of the world. It just is. And they so corrupted it. They so tried to destroy it because they never cared about making money. They never cared about the board and management team. They never cared about monetizing Twitter. They cared about censorship. They cared about being the, the mouthpiece for the deep state and controlling the message for the deep state for the elite ruling class. That's what Twitter was, right? It's a CIA creation. It's, it is. It's a, an intelligence community creation. And Trump media is going to follow that same vein, except, of course, it's got a different, it's got a different setup, doesn't it? It's about true free speech. I got to tell you, I'm a little off topic here, but... I'm such a big fan of Trump media because I'm on it now. I've been kicked off Twitter, right? I'm banned forever. And so I'm on Trump media, uh, Trump True Social, and I'm on Gitter, okay? And i got to tell you a quick story about this because it's fascinating. I still have to catch myself. When I'm, when, I'm, when I'm putting my, they call it a post on Gitter, and they call it a truth on True Social, I still have to catch myself when I'm writing, putting my, my post out, right? There's, a, there's that, that part of me that goes, is this over the line? It, 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 will this get me suspended or banned, possibly, you know? Uh, because free speech has to be free speech, and it wasn't at Twitter. I don't miss it at all. i got to tell you, I've become... Something happened to me when I got... I think that's why I was trying so hard to get kicked off. You have to, I, I got suspended four times. I really can't believe I've been on... I, I should have been off Twitter a long time ago based on their rules and based on my friends who were kicked off for doing much, much less than what I said. But Trump media has got a completely different setup of true free speech. It's very liberating, get or two, to be on there. And by the way, and this is really interesting, I only have like 1,200 followers on Gitter. I've got like 300, uh, 250, 300 on True Social, right? But I had uh, almost 50,000 on Twitter. At one point, I had over 50,000, and they, they, you know, they, they, they cut a bunch of people back. I lost like 12,000 followers in, I think, two days uh, a few years ago. Anyway... So I had 50 times more followers on, uh, on Twitter than I, than I have on Gitter. And I'm getting as good of interaction, on, not all of them, but on some of my posts on Gitter as I got on Twitter because they're so shadow banning, you know? It's crazy. I used to get thousands and thousands of likes and retweets, and then boom, it's just, they just cut my legs out from these because I talked about the things you can't talk about. The, ele- the rigged election, can't talk about that. The, the pandemic, can't talk about that. The poison jabs, can't talk about that. All the things you can't talk about, 9-11, I talk about these things, right? And so it's very liberating to be able to actually practice free speech on these platforms. And again, I got to say to Jason Miller, thank you for creating Twitter, uh, for Gitter, and to thank you for obviously the big guy, number 40, the real big guy, 45, not the, not the, brain, not the brain dead puppet uh, that's in the White House now, uh, but the real big guy, uh, DJT, number 45, Donald Trump, for creating Trump Media because it's going to be revolutionary because they're going to do so many different things. It's not just, and people think it's just social media. It's not. It's going to be a lot more than that. It all takes time. The platform is kind of crappy right now, to be honest. It doesn't have, have almost any of the features that, have, that they have at Twitter, okay? Uh, and Gitter is even better. And, but both of them are very limited to, compared to what you can do on Twitter as far as the features go. But they'll get there. I'm not even worried about that. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to share that with you because... Trump Media here at $47 a share, I was buying Tesla at 42 And I buy Trump Media every month. It's one of the stocks that I dollar-cost average in. That's our approach to investing. 
dollar cost averaging on a monthly basis removes the emotion from the investment process. It completely removes the emotion because you, you buy them the same day every month. You have a set amount, right? Takes a little bit of discipline. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that go, okay, it's this day. I'm going to, I have a, 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 I pick this roughly the same week every month. So I have some discretion, but I add to my favorite stocks and I do it every month. And that way I, I don't, I don't worry about it. I don't get caught up in the emotion of investing, trying to time it. And that's where people make mistakes. They try to time their investments. And you know what? The market's smarter than all of us. We can't, nobody can time investments to that degree. Now we have our VR investing system, which gets us out of the market and in the market and in the right sectors at key times. And, and it helps us to ensure we don't have massive losses by being exposed to the wrong areas. But nobody can do this perfectly. That, that system doesn't exist. So you just do the best you can with what you got. But I'm telling you, dollar cost averaging on a monthly basis in your favorite investments allows you to start thinking like a real smart money investor, like a Peter Lynch. Right? This is where I got all this from. Peter Lynch is a long-term investor. Of course, he was the guy that, you know, most successful mutual fund manager of all time, ran Fidelity Magellan, averaged like 27, 28% a year for his career. That's unheard of. No, no one's ever done that before. Or no one will probably ever do it again. He did it over like three decades. And, and that's his approach. He also said, by the way, I used to talk about this all the time. Peter Lynch <clears throat> says, I, I did not make money and don't make money on most of my investments until at least year three. And sometimes it's year five. But, but then that's when the magic happens. And then over the next three, five, ten years, I make bank. That was his secret. Patience. Finding the right companies to have the right product. Most importantly, the right management teams. And then only selling them if something changes. So, you know, that's, a, that's just a great... It works for me. And everybody's got their own investing mindset. That's what works for me. That's what we teach you at the VRA. And I encourage you to give us some thought. If you've been jumping around and, you know, you're watching CNBC, you're watching Bloomberg, you're watching Fox Business, you're listening to 10 different people. You know what? Don't do any of that. Don't even listen to me. You know what? You, 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 you should manage money for yourself based on what you think. And you'll beat everybody. Just trust me on this, okay? Uh, obviously, we hope you stay with us because we at least try to steer you in the right direction, give you true facts. You know, not the propaganda and the Wall Street uh, two-step. Uh, but anyway, I, dig I digress here. Uh, this morning, I do want to get into this because I talked about Paul Tudor Jones. Paul Tudor Jones said today, this is the highest risk environment he's seen in stocks. And I, 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 I agree with him. I, I've said the same thing. Um, it just is. We, we, we have three major things that are going against us right now. Big, big things. Paul Tudor Jones touched on a couple of these. He's talking really about from a macro point of view. Um, number one, if you're long, if you're aggressively long now, I'm not saying you got to be in cash. We're not. But I'm saying own the right stuff, right? Energy, precious metals, miners, companies that you know, uh, these kinds of things. You know, not, not being, uh, you know, super leveraged and, and have margin accounts and based on uh, tech stocks and all these stocks that have been destroyed. But... If you're aggressively long right now, you're doing two things that are a cardinal sin for investors. You're fighting both the tape and the Fed. The tape tells you that we're going down. It's not that hard to figure out. We're in a bear market. The markets are going lower. We're below the 200-day moving average. Uh, the, 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 the moving averages are rolling over. These are all the signs of a bearish tape. You're not supposed to fight that. And you're fighting the Fed. Don't fight the tape. Don't fight the Fed. That's cardinal rule number one. 
Fighting them both is an impossible battle to win. It just is. Why, why fight it? Number two. This is actually a time to be a short seller, by the way. Number two. Short the rallies. Number two. History tells us, and this ties in with the Fed as well, that when the Fed starts quantitative tightening, which is what they're going to announce tomorrow, stocks go lower and they go lower by a lot. That's just history, folks. It goes back to even Japan from when they first started quantitative easing. They were the first to do it in 2001. When, when they started it, again, when they, when, they, when they took their foot off the accelerator and stopped, they've never really done QT, quantitative tightening. But when they stopped QE, their market stopped going up. We're not only going to not only stop QE, we're going to start QT. That's, that's, that's number two. Number three, and this is the biggest one, because, and I think we all know this, if Donald Trump were still president, folks, we wouldn't be talking about any of this. Any of it. We'd be in a bull market. We wouldn't be in a war in Ukraine. Inflation wouldn't be 15 to 20%. All the negative stuff that's happened because of Team Biden and the elite ruling class all points to one thing. They're not idiots. We've said it for a long time. This is intentional destruction. Going back to the pandemic, it's all intentional because nobody can make that many awful mistakes in a row. One after another after another. That means if you extrapolate out a little bit that, yeah, they want the markets to go down. They want the financial system to get hit globally. And again, the, the people, why, why would they want that? Well, because they're communists. And by the way, when I say communist, you know, everybody thinks about Russia, you know, red Russia. I'm talking about the elite ruling class. That's what communism is. It's the powerful, right, dominating it and ruling over the serfs and the pawns, us. That's really what communism is. And so that's what they want. They're smarter than us, right? That's how they see it. And they should, we're, 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 just, we're just stupid people. And we need to be like sheep. We need to be herded. That's how they see us. Make no mistake about that, folks. So if they can tear the system down, make us really dependent on the government and desperate, when you're a father or a mother, and if you can't feed your kids and can't put a roof over their head, and somebody comes to you, in this case the government, and says, here, let us help you. What are you going to say? You're going to say absolutely. Just like during the pandemic, right? All the money that was paid out, nobody said no to it because people needed it. And that's what they want to do. That, that two-year snapshot of the pandemic is what they want full-time for us, folks. That's what we got to fight. And that's the six months. This is, this is the danger of the six months directly ahead of us. What are they going to do? to try to rig these midterms to really control the system. You know, and I've asked so many people this question. I've asked a lot of people that are in the know, politically speaking, and uh, connected, if you will. And they all have their own belief system, but they all say the same thing. Don't know exactly how they're going to do it. Probably a lot of the same tools they used in 2020. But they are going to try to do it. And by the way, so I, I don't want to get into Roe v. Wade and the Supreme Court decision, but I look at this differently than most people, and I'm not even talking about pro-life, pro pro-choice. I'm talking about the timing of this. Because this didn't have to be done in a, in a midterm year. Why was it done this year? This was planned, just like the pandemic. And by the way, before you go, Kip, they don't, they're not smart enough to plan this stuff year after year. Okay, let me remind you of something. 
Did you ever get on an Amazon earnings call with Jeff Bezos? Because I did. Early on. Back in the dot-com days. Every one of those quarters, you know what he said? To the analysts asking questions. Over and over again, he said this. Look, that's a short-term question. We don't really deal in that. We don't think quarter by quarter. We don't really think year by year. We think about the next 10 years. If Amazon and all these Fortune 500 companies think that way, not for the next year, but the next decade, what do you think our planners and the intelligence community and throughout government, right? You know, the names you don't even know. The names we don't know, right? Not the Lindsey Grahams and Mitch McConnells. They're just the, they're just the, uh, the mouthpieces and the, uh, the front men. The real planners. So yeah, I do think this is planned. I think the timing of the SCOTUS decision is very suspect. And if, if, it, if it riles up, they can get the base riled up enough to turn out and vote, at least maybe they limit some of the damage. See where I'm going with this? I don't trust it at all. I think all of our institutions have been hijacked by the deep state ruling class. And I, I, I don't know that you can change my mind about that. I think you probably agree with me. So based on all this, the big one being, of course, the Biden, Team Biden, intentional destruction, is we've got to be, this is an environment, like Paul Tudor Jones said today, where a lot could go wrong here, folks. This could get ugly, and I think it's going to. I really think it's going to. I think, I think it's smart to be positioned very carefully here. And that's the first time I've said that since 2008. I started said it on Wayne's show this past week. Um... So 80% probability, in my opinion, that the market's going lower with a magnet to 20% losses in the Dow Jones and SP500. So at least 10, 10% more to go. At least We're roughly halfway there. The, but again, owning these groups, look at energy stocks. Oil got hit. Okay, oil, oil got hit hard, yet energy stocks went up. Okay, oil today was down almost 2%, right? It's toying around, you know, around the hundred dollar barrel area, but 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 energy stock XLE was up almost three percent today. So it's not the news that matters; it's the market's reaction to that news. And you love it when the underlying equities outperform the commodity. It's a real tell. It's a it, it is. It's both in the miners and in energy stocks. It's a big tell. This is a big sign, folks, that these stocks are just getting going. I'm talking to people that really that's much smarter than me that work in work in energy. You know, the, the, the work on the macro side, they say, yep, yeah, 200. 200 a barrel, that's where we're going. And they've raised that from 150 to 175, now 200. So energy stocks, bear market or not, does not matter. Energy stocks are going higher. Same thing with the miners. Global commodity super cycle. We're in year two. They average five and a half years. Not to mention the fact that just like energy stocks, Mining stocks have never been cheaper, fundamentally speaking, you know, on, based on cash flows and earnings and where they are relative to the SP 500, et cetera. You look at all these metrics and across the board, these miners are about 50%, 50 50% undervalued. These are great groups to own in bull market or not. What I love about buying them here, you know, we have our favorites here, is that we're dollar cost averaging. We're able to sleep at night. We own the right groups, the right names. And then on the back end of this, when we take our country back come November, the market's going to scream higher, and these stocks are really going to scream higher, okay? And by then, by the way, we'll be adding tech. We'll be, we'll be, we already own some tech, of course, but, you know, the, again, the right companies, and we're just going to buy more. 
uh, because we still believe there's a major melt-up happening. And again, it's a structural long-term bull market concept. Uh, once we get rid of Biden, uh, at least get rid of a lot of his lieutenants so we can move, move higher and get this country back on the right track uh, before they destroy it and, and us with it in the process. Um, okay, let's take a look under the hood today. Again, you know what? Internals are actually good today. It's back-to-back days of pretty good internals. Again, I want to see capitulation, but I like seeing these numbers. I've got to say, you know, today, NYSE, almost 2 to 1 positive on volume, uh, advanced decline. NASDAQ, positive by 600 issues, okay? Not bad. NASDAQ is only up 27 points. That's not bad at all. The problem is new 52 highest lows. Almost 600 stocks today. What, what is happening? How is it possible that after the move lower we've had, we had almost 600 stocks hitting a new 52? How does that happen? How does that happen? Uh, we only had 50, what is that? Uh, so, excuse me, 64 stocks hit a new 52 week high. Volume today, uh, also positive across the board. Uh, NASDAQ volume, uh, close to, we're going to round up two to one positive. NYC volume, two and a, almost three to one. We'll round up again. We'll give it to them, three to one positive. So these are good readings. Um, I, I think, I think, I think we, we'd still go lower. This is a, a, a little bitty bear market rally. Who knows? It could turn into something bigger, you know? Who knows? Uh, in our uh, sector watch today, of our 11 few other sectors, we had a good day here as well. Nine finished higher, two finished lower. Energy, uh, again, to the upside of 2.8%. Financials of 1.3%. Real estate of 1.2%. Uh, pretty much 1% across the board. Very little action on the downside. Consumer stables, consumer discretionary, both down a quarter percent. Nothing really to talk about there at all. Uh, I love the fact that the uh, put call ratio, again, today was above one all day. It happened yesterday and today. That's a good sign. That I means investors are buying more puts and calls. That is a good setup. That's what we want to continue to see happen. Along with this bear sentiment, that, of course, it's building all the sentiment surveys that show very clearly that investors are giving up on this market. That's how you get to a bottom. Let's, let's, we, want to keep, we want to see it happen and continue to happen. Gold today. Um, you know, gold hit a high of 1878 and closed at 1867. It was still up $4 an ounce, but it could have been so much more. The dollar is gone parabolic, but folks, it is extreme overbought on steroids, right? That's what we call in the VR investing system when it's all redlining across the board. The very high probability, folks, that the dollar is topping here. Now, it may go higher longer term, but I'm saying short term. The dollar, we're, we're set up here for the dollar to go lower. And that's the reason precious metals and miners have pulled back. Again, great, great buying opportunity here. Pounding the table in the miners right here, folks. Pounding the table. Uh, that's where the leverage is. Of course, we like physical gold and silver have for a long time. Silver, uh, just barely six, up, uh, six cents an ounce today at 22.59. Copper, up uh, two cents a pound at 4.29 a pound. Again, copper is a great, great, great story long term as well. Um, all right, folks, so I'm going to cut that short today. I've, I've got to get to a, to a conference call here. So listen, I hope you all had a great day. Again, we always appreciate you listening and uh, keep your feedback coming. And uh, we'll see you again here tomorrow after the close.